Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There aren't very many actors who, if they're being honest with you, wouldn't admit that they're much happier being character actors rather than movie stars. The ones that get into it for the fame and fortune don't tend to last all that long or find themselves making Hallmark Christmas movies until their looks disappear. But there's a lot more fun to be had when you're getting your teeth into something interesting, or maybe you're not carrying all the weight of the expectation and publicity. I think of how much more relaxed Jude Law looks now he can play a young Pope, Sherlock Holmes' sidekick, or an entrepreneur on the slide. Those are all just this year, folks. Being an action hero drove Colin Farrell to drink. Now he's having fun at the art house with Jorgos Lanthimos and Sofia Coppola and hamming it up as the Penguin in the Batman movie which started filming this week. Which brings us to the new Batman himself, Robert Pattinson, who transformed his extraordinary twilight fame into the ability to get small films made, films by cult directors like Cronenberg, James Gray and the Safdie brothers. Pattinson knew that his time on the cover of the teen magazines was going to be limited, and he never looked like he enjoyed the grim rigmarole of the press tours and the junkets in any case. You can bet that he isn't doing The Batman just for the paycheck. He's working with director Matt Reeves, who made the last two Planet of the Apes movies. This brings us to his Twilight co-star, Kristen Stewart, who went even more heavily in the arthouse direction when she reinvented her career. A super-talented child actor, she had little difficulty finding her way into the good books of directors like Kelly Reichardt uh, in The Brilliant Certain Women and Olivier Assayas in Clouds of Sils Maria and Personal Shopper. Modest films like these need name actors lined up before international financiers will take a chance on them, and Stewart has been one of the most interesting. But late last year, she took a detour back to the blockbuster in a feisty feminist reboot of Charlie's Angels and ended up copping most of the flack when it didn't pull the crowds. This is, of course, utterly unfair. Lots of big films fail, now more than ever, it seems, but the backlash against Charlie's Angels had an ugly tinge of misogyny about it. This week, we'll look at two new films that she stars in, one from each side of the coin, if you will. In both, she is, frankly, better than the material, but that itself is a problem for young women actresses in Hollywood these days. They have the talent, but the work available doesn't always rise to meet them. On a scale from one to ten, how bad's my rig? Ten. The other day I watched a documentary called Memory, The Origins of Alien, a film made to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Ridley Scott's groundbreaking horror movie in space. Alexander Philippe's film goes into quite exhaustive depth on the ideas behind the original picture and the process of making it. If you've ever watched the special features on an Alien DVD, you'll be familiar with some of this material already, but one detail that I had missed first time around was that screenwriter Dan O'Bannon deliberately wrote all the characters on board the Nostromo as non-gender specific. Any of them could have been cast either male or female, and it wouldn't have changed anything. Which means that Sigourney Weaver's iconic role as Ripley, the, spoiler alert, almost sole survivor, might never have come to be. And not only would the world of cinema have been a poorer place, we wouldn't have the new horror film Underwater either. 
Underwater is an unabashed homage to Alien. I don't think anyone would complain about that description. Set on an undersea drilling rig at the bottom of the Mariana Trench, the deepest body of water in the world. In this new film, we are invited to believe that a mining conglomerate has discovered a rich vein of precious metals and decided to build a gigantic construction across several miles of the least hospitable territory known to man. And it's about to get even less hospitable. The film begins with a disaster. Is it an earthquake? The hull is breached and mechanical engineer Nora, played by Kristen Stewart, has to somehow find her way to safety as the place is collapsing around her under the pressure of all that water. When she finally makes it to the command centre, there are only a handful of people left. The captain, Vincent Cassell, makes a big call. We have about 30 minutes till meltdown. Okay, guys. Listen, the escape pods are gone and the sub is out of order. And we're not getting any more radio signals. And the structure of the Kepler's is totally unsound. Captain, there better be a good punchline because the setup is... So weak. Weak. We go for the Roebuck. The Roebuck? <laughs> it's a mile down and a mile that way. What are you talking about? Yeah. How would we even get that? We walk. We what? Walk. Barely 15 minutes into this pretty gripping film, which plays like a plucky little B-movie but has probably had about a squillion dollars spent on it, we're all up to our necks in trouble. No, worse than that, we're in over our head. The ragtag bunch of survivors are the usual mix of demographics and character traits, and half the fun of these films is wondering in what order they're going to meet their demise. I've mentioned Kristen Stewart, of course, and Vincent Cassell, but there's also comedian T.J. Miller. If you find him an annoying presence in motion pictures, you probably won't be disappointed, is all that I'll say. Then there's Jessica Henwick, playing the Riggs science specialist. She's an expert on marine life forms, but not too experienced out on the sea floor. And her boyfriend Smith, played by John Gallagher Jr., who spends most of his time being dragged around the bottom of the ocean because his exoskeleton suit is damaged. Let's go. We follow all safety protocols. These suits are dangerous. I don't want to scare anyone, but once we get to the deck, we're going to have to jump to the cargo lift. Of course, it turns out that the accident wasn't an earthquake at all, but the ugliest monsters you've ever seen, unleashed from the depths of hell. Then it becomes even more alien-like as our female characters start running around some abandoned living quarters in their underwear as these fiends outside get closer and closer. Thanks to the direction by William Eubank and a tidy 95-minute running time, it remains pretty thrilling with all of the requisite jumps and scares. We don't often talk about design and prop making in terms of story, but I was very taken with how, in a film that doesn't have very much dialogue, the physical objects the actors work with carry the story. At one point, Smith removes the oxygen filtering canister from his backpack, and we can see, as can all of the characters, that instead of being clear liquid, it is a rusty, reddy, brown, silty fluid sloshing around, and we get that his situation has become pretty dire. A prop maker did that. We take them for granted sometimes, but all of those practical crafts deserve some credit here. 
So we just go in the pitch black and we walk without knowing where we're going with insufficient oxygen. That's the plan? That's the plan. Everybody down with that? Nora, you okay with that? The suits can't be down there that long, you know that. Not everyone here is an experienced diver and... Yeah, we never know. I, I'm not trying to be... Can you just admit we might die doing that? Yeah. But can you admit that we might live doing this? Finally, I want to point out that Underwater may not be the most memorable film of the year, but it is one of the most historic. A couple of weeks ago, Disney, the new owners of 20th Century Fox, announced that they would be rebranding the studio they'd just acquired and would ditch the Fox part of the name. There have been movies produced under the Fox shingle since 1915, but now that era is over, thanks to the utterly toxic Fox News brand. Thanks, Rupert. Okay, here we go. Exterior hatch, it's ripped to shreds. Pressure's gonna hit us hard. Override it. As long as it opens, we'll be fine. Where do we go? Guys, what's going on? Keep the door closed! Keep that door closed! Underwater is rated R13 for violence, horror scenes and offensive language. It's probably getting submerged at your local multiplex now. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. Or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.